Welcome to Get Real with Ralph. We have a very exciting show today. In our studio, we have, from most performance, my regular co-host, David Mariani. And as our special guests today, we have a couple of music artists from Kenosha, Wisconsin, that we want to introduce to you out there. Some of you may have heard the music, and for those of you that haven't, uh, the clip right before we had our opening credits was this young man right here, Young Trench. And Young Trench is uh, how old? I'm 19. 19 years old, making music here as well as doing some camera work for a couple of other local social media stars. We have also with him his producer, Yoden. Yes. Yoden, how old are you? 18. 18. And how long have you been mixing music? Mm, well, mixing vocals about, about a year and a half, but producing and all that stuff about six years. Gotcha. Six years. And... Along with them as well, the man who swings the hammer makes sure that they stay out of trouble. We've got Jam. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that an accurate depiction? You keep everybody out of trouble, make sure everybody stays in line? Oh, yeah. All right, very good. So let's get real. Tell me, uh, how did you start making music? This kind um, of music? Okay, so I've been writing music since I was like eight years old. Okay. I've, like, I've always wanted to do music. I was in choir and everything. I was with your son and everything. So, like, it's just something I've always wanted to do. I looked up to a bunch of artists. So, like... I originally messaged Tristan one day when he made music, and I was like, yo, can I come to the studio? And he was like, yeah. So I went there, started making music about two years ago. Definitely the best decision I've ever made. What was the first thing you actually recorded and put out there for people to listen to? Okay, the first thing I recorded was the song <laughs> called Now, and it was so rushed. Like I had, I went to the studio for the first time, Tristan got this beat from a bigger producer. He was so excited. So he was like, yo, let's record this. And then we recorded it, and he dropped it that day. Got it. Crazy. Is, <laughs> it, still, is it still out there? No, no. No, you, you pulled it off? He did. He was like, he, he doesn't have any music up anymore. Gotcha. But yeah. Do you still have a recording of it somewhere? Um, wait, what? You still have a recording of that somewhere? The... Uh, he probably does. Yeah, so he does. Gotcha. He's, he's got all the old stuff. <laughs> gotcha. Do you still perform the old stuff? Um, I've actually never performed yet. You've never performed live? No. So what are the challenges? Because your genre of music is, I would say, it's like a combination of, of R&B and EDM almost. It's got it, a lot of produced electronic sounds, but then you're actually singing. Yeah. So how would you, how would you go about putting together a, a live show? Um, well, basically, I want my first performance to be, like, decently big. And, like, I just want to make sure... I'm getting what I deserve, and like I want to make sure my first performance is actually giving me exposure. I'm not just going to perform for people who already know me. I'd like to perform for people who have no clue who I am, so that way I can draw in like the fans that will see me perform. That's, that's how I want to do it. 
Okay, all right. There's a couple of schools of thought of that, and if if you if you don't mind, I'll throw some advice out mm-hmm. there. Yeah. But uh, well, you know, and, and we'll get to that. But I think there's some things that you can do to really leverage because I've listened to your music and you're very talented, right. and uh, you have a very talented producer here who's done a good job of making you sound even sure. better. Yeah. Uh, how did you get, Yoden? How did you get started mixing music for other people? Uh, so basically, like. I was kind of doing a lone wolf thing for a long time, you know, making music by myself. And then, but, you know, Tristan was the very first person to, like, drop a song. Tristan Jazz. So, yeah, like, so I've been making music for a long time. So he was making music himself? Yeah. Yeah, he was making music himself, and I was making music for a long time, but he was the first one to drop something. So kind of, like, when that happened, I was like, damn, I need to start dropping stuff. So that's when I started hitting up him. I started hitting up Trent. And then it took a little while for you know us to like finally collaborate, but uh, there was a song that Trent had was getting with this other dude, this other rapper, and uh, basically the beat that he was using for from somebody else, a different producer other than me, basically wasn't doing it right. I kind of <laughs> just stepped in there and I was like, "Yeah, I got you, bro." <laughs> I was like, "I got you, bro. I've been doing this for a while. I, I got it, bro." And then literally we've just been pushing them ever since. So. Now, did you start off when you were a young child playing musical instruments? How did? Uh, here's the thing. I've always been into music, but like I've never had the patience to sit and like learn the instrument. But my uncle had, you know, GarageBand on his iPad, right? So it's like I have it on my iPhone four. Yeah, literally, literally, it's really old stuff. It started years and years ago. But like ever since that, like I, I fell in love with it. I wanted to do it so much. So I ended up finding this website called Audio Tool online, and then that's where I really started just producing and making beats. First, at first, I just wanted to make dubstep. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to make electronic, like EDM type stuff. But then you know, over time, it evolved, and now I'm more into trap, and I'm I'm getting really. I'm pretty good at this point. Like I'm pretty fire <laughs> at this point. So, in terms of in, in music, what 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 gets? I mean, what gets you excited? What gets me excited? Yeah, different. I like different sound. Okay. Like I want to be able to like, I want to I want to you know, I don't know, just something that sound that you never heard before. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like I want it to be unique, and you know, it's also you know go with everything else at the same time you know what's popping what's popular but yeah. i also want to you know make it unique so it can be easily distinguished put your you know signature on it yeah, yeah basically basically so that's what it's really all about for me right now are you happy being uh, are you happy being the man behind the scenes getting it all put together or do you want to be the guy in front of the microphone in front of people? uh i do make i do make my own songs but currently with the way things are looking like I'm trying to look at things realistically and like, you know, business point of view. Like, I think it's smarter to just more mostly focus on him right now. You know what okay. I'm saying? Getting his numbers up because I got him. He has me. We're fine. You know what I'm saying? That's good. That's great. That's, That's great. How, how do you fit into all this? I just, uh, I know these guys. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, Jim. Um, I just enjoy hanging out with these guys. Uh, well, they, they seem like fun guys to hang around with. I mean, the, the generation gap is you guys are my kids' age, but yeah. you know, but you know, I, I actually like hanging out with my kids too. Yeah, yeah. And you, yeah. you guys are cool to hang out with. And of course, th- this all ties in together because David started training Tristan mm-hmm. and met him and met you guys, and it, it's it's kind of cool to see this tree of people. Yeah. Tree of it, talented people it, it in different really, areas. Yeah. I really feel like feeding off like, of one another. It, it, it's like all this, like you know. I don't know. I feel like success is almost like a virus. Almost like you catch it. I don't know. It's weird how it works. It's like it's the way it spreads like a web. It's it's very interesting. It's very deep. Very interesting. I love it. It, it is. It, you know what it is? It's a mindset. 
Yeah, and it is. People I, don't I believe that. people don't understand that. We just did mindset a couple of weeks ago, and I had a hypnosis therapist in yeah. here. And I've been reading books on success, mm-hmm. listening to speakers on success, mm-hmm. and 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 chasing success yeah, my entire yeah. life. Believe it, believe it or not, I've actually like I've been training myself a lot in just the words that I speak. You know what I'm saying? Like things I say, what my mind is focusing on at the at the moment. You know, if something negative happens to me, instead of having a negative response, I have a positive response. You know, it's really everything is really deep. Like if you have a positive response to everything. Like, it starts to become a habit, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yes. Once it's made habit, like, it's something you can't unlearn, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's just like that. It's <laughs> <laughs> so profound, unlearn. and I think that as we go through this journey through life from being children to being teens yeah. to being young adults to being, you know, middle-aged, somewhere along the line, most people's negative experiences jade them, mm-hmm. and they start to let those mm-hmm. negative experiences govern their life exactly. more than positive experiences. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, in life, you're going to have more negative experiences yeah. than positive, mm-hmm. so it's very easy to fall into that trap. Yeah. So if you can focus on the 20% of the experiences of your life that are positive, you yeah. have more of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely realized that, like, being happy and, like, being, like, you know, content with everything is, like, it's really, it's, like, it's like a hobby, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have to, like, practice being happy, you know what I'm saying? It's not mm-hmm. something, like, you can't just expect like, something outside of you, outside of yourself to, like, make you happy, you know what I'm saying? Sure. It all comes down to, like, you. Absolutely, and there are going to be ten things that happen in your morning that piss you off before you yeah. even get to work oh, if yeah. you let it. Oh, yeah, I was grumpy If you let it, <laughs> yeah. And you've got you to block the noise out yeah, basically. And, and focus on the goal. Mm-hmm. And you have to make positive, present tense statements about what you are and who you are as opposed to what you want to be. Because if you say, I am this, Mm -hmm. it'll manifest itself. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. In terms of, like, negativity, I have no problem with it. Like, like people saying stuff towards me like i'll literally post the post on instagram and i'll be like do you have any haters yet oh yeah oh good then you're then, then, you, then you're making you know, it exactly you're so, I'm, so i'm always like <laughs> hey if if you don't like this song call me trash because i just know it's going to get me more comments more yeah. views so i'm like just give me some more comments i have no problem yeah you want to call me young trash you want to call me young trash whatever you want to yeah. call me <laughs> guess what i'm making music you ain't exactly yeah, i've never had a problem with it it's always been funny to me how many hours a day are you dedicating to your craft right now? To your craft? Okay, well, certain days we, we'll be in the studio for like 10 hours. Okay. And then. That's it? Then other days, <laughs> and then other days, it's like, you know, like two or three hours, but usually it's we're together for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you to some things that I think are, are important. Okay. 10 hours should be your minimum day right now. Okay. That's true. You, you got to live it. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you alluded to you don't really want to play small gigs where people already know you. I'm going to tell you something. You playing out mm-hmm. in public is a different animal than, than recording. Oh, yeah. And no matter how good you are, you're going to screw up in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You might as well screw up in front of the people that already love you. Yeah, that is yeah. fact. That makes sense. That is That's true. fact. Mm-hmm. You, you, need, you need to get out there. You need to play. You need to make the mistakes. You know, it's like riding a bicycle for the first time. You're not going to go in a BMX bike before you ride around your, your, your neighborhood and fall down in your neighbor's yeah. yard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right now, you're going to fall in your neighbor's yard and you skin your knee. You want a neighbor to pick you up and help you. You don't want to do that out of that. On, yeah. on, on the on the big show, yeah, because I mean you need practice no matter what you're doing. You, you need, and then there's practicing, and then there's there's actual application, which is like a, a, another level of practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I, I challenge you to start finding small venues mm-hmm. 
and play and play and play and play mm-hmm. and play and just get yourself to a point where you can be somewhere every week. Yeah. And get that cult following, mm-hmm. that that small cult following that no matter what, you know, you could you could completely bomb and they're going to come back for you next week because they know that's not trying that's just you're bomb, and, yeah, yeah. and you have to bomb. Mm-hmm. You have to bomb a couple of times so that you know how to fix that. Yeah, of course. So you know how to correct. It's like it's like driving a, a, a vehicle. I was with my kids in the car during the snowstorm, and my car went into a sideways skid, mm-hmm. and I pulled myself out of it. I'm 46 years old. I've been driving for longer than you've been alive. Yeah, for sure. And I had a little flashback in my mind to being 16, 17 in high school, and I went into a skid like that, and I ended up in an accident because mm-hmm. I hit the brakes and I panicked. Yeah, right. When you can pull yourself out of a skid on stage, that's that's gold. Yeah. That's power. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to do that for the first time when you're opening up for a huge act that brought you along. And then you bomb and like, oh, shh, man, we brought you along. And, and that's what you did. Yeah. So y- y- you got you to gotta work those kinks out. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, I think you're going to find that your trajectory is like this. Yeah. And if you're in there every day perfecting it, perfecting it, perfecting it, you got seven songs out, mm-hmm. you need to put that out every month. <laughs> yeah. Seven songs. A song a week. I just, I, mean, I just don't want to oversaturate it. Cause like, you I don't, like, you I don't have to put it out to everybody. You can yeah. market private. Oh, yeah. Well, I, was thinking, you, I was thinking you, of like a 30-day challenge, like a song a day for a whole month. I was like, and, and mastermind the ones you want. <laughs> Think and Grow Rich, which is one of my favorite books, and it is about making it. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter what it is, it was about making it in business. But one of the first things Napoleon Hill talks about in that book, and everybody should read it who wants to make it in life, is having what's called a mastermind alliance, which means being with other people that are successful or are where you want to be in life and being able to spend time with them regularly. And it might not even be in the same discipline. So you might have a guy who's in business and a guy who's an athlete and a guy who's a musician, Mm -hmm. but they're talking constantly and they're bouncing stuff off of each other. And you'll find that your creativity level will go up the more you're in a room with other people. Yeah, that's that's like what I found being with him, what I found being with him, Tristan. Like the way like everyone's work, work ethics are like just... And your brainwaves start bouncing off of each other, yeah. and, and it takes you to that next level. Mm-hmm. So if you can if you can put yourself in a position where you commit to a schedule where you're where you're playing, yeah, and you commit to putting out content on, on a more even even more consistent basis, mm-hmm. based on what I've seen you do so far, mm-hmm. there's no stopping you. Yeah, the only thing that'll stop mm-hmm. the only thing that stops talented people is themselves. Yeah, of course. A little bit of self doubt, a little bit of insecurity mm-hmm. can just kind of paralyze you mm-hmm. or overanalyzing what I call paralysis by analysis. Yeah. You just keep analyzing. Should I do this? Just do it. Mm-hmm. Just do what's the worst thing that happens. Yeah. You, you can, you can screw up. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. And when you get to that, when you get to that finish line, when you're big, no one's going to care about those first 10 screw ups. As a matter of fact, those first 10 screw ups may be your biggest selling things. And they make you look like you're human. So it's like, no one has yeah. a problem with that. Makes it look more and relatable. this one thing I'll say about the social media age yeah. that is really fantastic mm-hmm. is people dig authenticity. Yeah. People want real. Yeah. And it's, Kind of funny that reality TV was anything but real. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, and now, the but the people that wanted reality TV wanted real. Now they're on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Now they're watching Tristan. Oh, yeah, now they're watching you. Because YouTube is actually reality. Like, that's, yeah. it's just that's as people. close as you're going to get to someone yeah. else's reality. Is and then document awesome. your journey. You yeah. know, have those cameras rolling when you wake up in the morning. Have those cameras rolling when you're going in and making stuff. And then you mm. pick you pick the snippets of the stuff that's good, mm. and you have a new piece of content without having to create it. Yeah. Because it's already there. The song that you made that sucked and you scrapped it, but the first 10 bars of it were pretty good. You know, 
yeah, that one's gone. And people are like, yeah, that one didn't suck. You say that one sucked. Yeah, that one sucked pretty bad. So I, there's value in that. Yeah. And there's value, especially because you are young and you're going to go through this journey. What's going to happen is your audience is going to mature with you. Oh, yeah, 100%. And so if you take them with for that journey, they're going to appreciate that ride. And someday when you're sitting in a chair and you're 45 or 50, if you brought them along for the ride, they're going to be they're going to be very loyal. Oh yeah, of course. And uh, loyalty is the most important thing. I mean, look, look at Snoop. Okay, yeah. look at uh, look at Dre. Look at look at all these guys that pioneered. But then what they did is they went and they found other people, and they th- what they produced matured and changed over mm-hmm. time as well. And I guarantee you, that guy wouldn't write the same songs today that he wrote back when he was 18 that made him famous because that's not what's in his heart anymore. Yeah, and different he, experience. And there's even been interviews where he says, that's not in my heart anymore. He'll perform it, mm-hmm. but it, it's not the same. Yeah. But the people that went along for the journey get that. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a really, really big piece of that. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, have you um, have you collaborated with other writers yet? Other writers? Yeah, other musicians. Other, like, write stuff together. Um, No, not really. Never, like, other writers. So you need a hot chick to sing usually, with. Usually I write, like, <laughs> I need a hot female vocal. Yeah, you need I, a hot chick to sing with. You do. Well, you have collabs. That's what I mean. Not yeah, like, I've, I've done collaborations and stuff. Yeah. I just never wrote with anyone, like, but, like, yeah. So I've someone done, else wrote it and you went and sang it? Well, oh, only him. Gotcha. Right now. Like, that's the only person I would trust because, like, I just know, like, what he's going through is just, like, I'm with him so much that I can feel what he's going through. Like, if I'm, like... <laughs> I don't write all of his songs. Yeah, I, write, I only write, I, like, I write, I write select few. I write basically all my songs. He's I, wrote, I wrote, like, one song, and then I helped on another song. Yeah. But basically, I write everything. I don't even write most of my things. Like, a lot of them is freestyled, and then, like, I just kind of fill in words if I didn't think of anything. But That's kind of what we do. Like, we basically, you know, get everything recording. And we start, you know, we start off with a cool freestyle. It's probably, it's like really lame, you know, really trash, but we find the flows within it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then we write along. And then it develops. Yeah. yeah it develops you just take pieces like that. You song that I was, that I showed you earlier. It's like, I don't think I wrote a single thing from that song. Well, let, let's check that one out. I want, I want, to, I want to hear that one again because that was. Uh... I let you be alone and I'm so trapped all on my loan. It's like I'm stuck without a home. I need some love. I'm on my own. And baby, I'm falling for you. 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 And darling, I need you. Your heart is sick. In the beginning, you know, we were, you know, we were working on like, cause we would write and you know, 
we wouldn't really, because now we're getting to the point where we're starting to really formulate the song, you know, putting in an intro, you know, the hook, and then we have, you know, the middle mm -hmm. verse, and then we got the hook again. And, yep. You know, we're starting to formulate it into, like, the actual songs, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're trying to do it right, you know? Yeah, before it was more just, like, we were trying to put ideas together, but it's, like, we didn't know that much, so it's mm -hmm. harder, but... It's now a craft. That, it's a craft that, yeah. that you learn. Yeah. yeah. Now that now that we know the format that we have to use, what's going to do well? Like the songs that are going to do well, we need to keep pushing those, and yeah. then obviously make other versatile things so that we keep every audience interested. Like I want to do everything. Like that's my goal. Mm -hmm. I would like to do R and B. I'd like to do. I'd like to do hip hop. I'd like to do pop. Everything like that's. You, now you're you're a choir boy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All the way through high school, mm -hmm. you went to you went to Tremper here in yeah. Kenosha. So then you had Mrs. Amborn. Yep, loved her. Yeah, it's, you guys got a good look. Thank, thank and, you. And uh, you got a good sound. Mm -hmm. And you got a great attitude. Yeah. And I think that if you just push a little harder, mm -hmm. you're gonna come up that other side where you start making some money. Yeah, yeah. It's that push until then, you're gonna have to eat shit for a little while until oh, yeah. then. Oh, oh yeah. You know, you're gonna have to I just, know. but that's the thing, if you can play small venues and they'll and they'll put a little money in your pocket mm -hmm. and you can take that money and reinvest and do more stuff. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. Right. We do need to start getting more money in. Mm -hmm. It'll work and you know, collaborating with other people can help because yeah. sometimes you need that, 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 little, mm -hmm. that little push. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of what you've done so far, and I look forward to seeing you do great things. Thank you. It's going to be crazy. It is going to be, be wild. This be. is like the beginning of the journey, I feel yeah. like. It is. Mm -hmm. like, like, I've been doing this for like almost two years now, but like, I, it just started. That's how I feel about it. It's a long journey. Uh, when you're five years in, you have just started. Still. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. This, like right is, now, this is a marathon and not a sprint. Mm -hmm. You know, and yeah. you, you just ran a mile, and you're like, man, I ran a whole mile. We got 25 more. Oh, yeah. Yeah, literally. You got 25 more, and you're not going to feel like you're running downhill with the wind to your back till yeah. you get to about mile 19. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'd like to have 25 more years where I'm making music. Like, that's, I'd love to just be an artist for the rest of my life. Like, I'm like 30, 40, as long as I can go. Just don't quit and you'll do it. I yeah. plan on I plan on doing like lots of stuff. Like I don't know I want because I'm not like just into music. Like I'm like a full I'm like an all around artist. Like I can I mean two D does like two D art. Like I can draw like almost picture perfect. It's just kind of in my blood. So like I want to do like clothing lines, pictures. You know, actual like I want to do actual murals that I make. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just trying to push out content really everything because I I I know I have a talent. I've always had a, like a born talent because. I don't know, like, at any time I draw it is only usually at school. And I've always drawn better than everybody at school. And I, I only draw at school. That's a <laughs> what do you draw? That's a confidence you need. What do I draw? Yeah. Realism, pencil, graphite. Gotcha. I could do... Uh, and then what are your subjects? What do you... What do you, what do you, th you, you draw fantasy? You draw pictures of things uh, you've seen? I really like realism. I really like picture-perfect things. You know what I'm saying? Like, making it look almost perfectly real you know what i'm saying like I, with humans or something or yeah like yeah you should see the picture i drew so like, it's probably my best picture I've ever I, that is a talent that i am envious of <laughs> because i don't possess i have the eye for it but not the hand yeah, yeah. which is why photography has mm -hmm. been more and more appealing to me nowadays because mm -hmm. i can i can create it without having to create it with my yeah, hand yeah. video same that's thing why, you know, that's why i really like that's why i really like uh, FL Studio, like the software where I produce like music and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Because even though I was never able to teach myself how to play like an instrument, because I mean I went to St. Joe's and I went to St. Mark's and like their music stuff like costed extra money. I mean it wasn't like at uh, 
the public schools, you can just get in there free, get an instrument yeah, free. Yeah, just join choir. Yeah, like, I couldn't do that. Like, I had to pay, so, like, my parents never put me in none of that, so I never really had an opportunity where, like, I had a teacher teach me how to, like, make, you know, well, you do know. Use instruments. Yeah, I taught myself. I taught everything myself, and I'm glad to say it. So honestly, it's awesome. I'm fine. I make good music. If you could do any other, if you could do any genre of music in the past, you pick pick a time period before you were born. I already know exactly what I'd do. What would you do? What would you do? Man, I, I wish I, I wish I would have made music like the Beatles. That would oh, be awesome. The Beatles. That's your say yeah. That'd be awesome. I would love. I would love if I was able to. What's like, your favorite Beatles song? What, what, what would you sing if you if you're gonna do a Beatles song? Favorite Beatles song? Uh, I, for the being for the benefit of Mr. Kite. For the benefit of Mr. Kite. There you go. Here to Trent. We're gonna we're gonna get this. Come on, man. We got the lyrics and everything. Come on. Come on, see. Oh, that was not there. You can see that like style comes back. It's crazy. It's got the lyrics and everything. Let's see. I don't even know every lyric to this song. This word's gonna be right on there for you. After this, we're from our sponsor, Vimeo. There's no way I can sing this right now. Come on. The Beatles are real life singers. <laughs> There's no way I can't do that. <laughs> I would do, but I don't know this one. <laughs> no, I don't really. never song. heard it. Little... Oh, yeah. Hmm. You gotta sing this one, Karaoke? Oh, shoot. <laughs> So, you know, my favorite version of this one is the Joel Cocker version, the remake of it. You guys yeah. know the difference between the two, but that's because I grew up watching The Wonder Years. You guys yeah. ever seen that show? Or I can. You know what it is? I know what it is, but... That sounds so familiar. The Wonder Years. That sounds familiar, but I don't know. No, oh, no, I was thinking of a band that's called The Wonder Years. What would you do if I sang out of tune? <laughs> Walk out on me, come on. Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song And I'll try not to sing out of key Ooh, I get high with no help from my friends Mmm, I get high with no help from my friends Mmm, I'm gonna try with a little help from my friends That's right. <laughs> Woo! That was a song. We gotta go in the studio and record that and double over it. That'd be great. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. I knew there was a song in there somewhere. Beatles are so fun. This is the only Beatles song that I like the cover better than the original. Really? Yeah. Have you ever heard the, the cover? No. We won't be able to play it on the show because yeah, it's yeah. totally copyrighted. Right. We'll be able to do that one because it's not the original tracks. Mm -hmm. But let's. Uh, this is the best cover of a. Somebody else's song ever. Oh, I don't. I want to hear the real. I also really like like, but I like um, Queen. Love Queen. I like. Queen. I just watched that Bohemian Rhapsody. I haven't seen oh, it. It was, it was, good. It was good, good, bro. It was good. I like they Queen. He had the best vocals of all time. I don't know how they compute that. Uh, they, they said that he had the best vocals of all time specifically because he had four like extra teeth in his mouth and his lip was like this. Freddie Mercury did. Uh, I think the dude from Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, 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 yeah Freddie Mercury. The real Freddie Mercury. Yeah. yeah. So like I don't know, it did something to his voice where he just had a higher 
Did you? But I'll tell you what. When the, when they hired Adam Lambert off American Idol, went on tour with him. Uh-huh. That was as close as it gets to the real deal. Really? Did you ever hear Adam Lambert sing I with remember, Queen? I remember him, but I don't remember that. So he won American Idol. Or yeah. I, I think Second. he had a runner-up. He was runner-up, but he ended up yeah. being bigger than the kid that won that year yeah. because Queen picked him up and he went on tour with them. Damn. And, uh, you know, that was... Actually, I think he came in third. Was it third? Yeah, because I know David Archuleta came in second that year, and then someone beat him, but I don't remember who it was. And I thought that Adam Lambert was better than David Archuleta. Oh, he was. It was such a weird situation. It's like that sometimes when you have judges. Well, well, here's the thing. David Archuleta was prettier. that's, That's what it comes down to. Not only was David Archuleta prettier, but I think that this was how many years ago now? That was probably like 10 years ago almost. It's 10 years ago... And if I remember correct, Adam Lambert kind of came out in the middle of all that. Yeah. I think people still felt awkward about yeah. that. And I think that if that were to happen again right now, mm-hmm. I don't think people are as awkward about that. Oh, not at all. I, I think yeah. that that probably... But I think that's also why Queen would look at him and they're like, dude, we don't care. Yeah, we got Freddie Mercury. Someone, you know? <laughs> someone won The Voice a few years ago. He was one of the best singers I've ever heard in my life. He was he was gay, I think. I'm, Nobody cares anymore. Like It was like... Yeah. Who, no one, it's whatever. Can you sing? It's 2019. Yeah, yeah are you good? Mm-hmm. Yeah, are you good at what you're supposed to be good at? Yeah. It's 2019, I don't care how you... I would, like, what's that song? A Day in the Life? That is one of the craziest songs. You know, most life. of their songs that people listen to, their most popular song is They Never Played Out. They pl- never played out? They never played out. That's After Let It Be, mm-hmm. the Beatles never toured again. Really? They did not tour... Any of the Sgt. Pepper songs, any of the White Album songs, any of the Abbey Road songs. Really? They never toured those songs. They went and did a rooftop recording of one of the songs one time in London. I believe it was in London. It was either in London or... It's probably in London. It was either London or L.A., one of the two. But they, they went and just had an impromptu concert on a rooftop. But they're already not getting along. Mm-hmm. They already had all this weird stuff going on in their personal lives. Yeah. John Lennon got married to Yoko Ono, mm-hmm. and she was kind of pulling him away from them. Mm-hmm. They had went. They went and saw the Maharishi, and 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 kind of dabbled in Eastern religion. And they there was talk about going on tour. Then they weren't. Then they were. Then they weren't. Then they broke up. And uh, the White Album. People don't know this unless they really study the Beatles. But the White Album had four sides. It was a two. It was a two record album. Okay. Each side was for a member of the band mm, really? because they couldn't agree what to do. Yeah. Mm. So it's like Paul gets this side, John gets that side, Ringo gets that side, George gets that side. You get to decide what goes on your side. We'll all play along with what you want for your side because no, they couldn't cool. agree what to do on their album. That's that's cool though. That's and, and that's what idea. the White Album was. That's cool. And such good songs in there. Yeah. That yeah. they did back in the USSR. Mm-hmm. Uh, Revolution. Yeah, I honestly that song that makes sense because like if I was in a band, I feel like I would probably get to that point too. Like I want to do it like this, you know what I'm saying? And then you know, I bet bands. I think it's are, very hard to be in a band because it, it's like man, there's more people. It's a marriage. It's a four way marriage. Yeah, yeah. You think about Basically. that. You know, I got to get. I'm married. I got to get along with one person every day. And we don't yeah, want to do the same thing. Imagine having to get along with three. Four, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and like, man, you're on tour. You're not getting tired. away from any of those people. But look at the bands that have had the staying power to stay mm-hmm. together. Errol Smith, yeah. Steven Tyler. I was just watching an interview with Steven Tyler on Joe Rogan. Boy, what a smart guy he is still to this day. 
The Stones. The big controversy or the big debate was always Beatles or Stones, right? Mm -hmm. Beatles or Stones. And Stones fans are a little different than Beatles fans in in general, right? And everyone says Beatles. Mm -hmm. And not everyone, but more people say Beatles than than Stones. Which in a vacuum, if you look at a 10-year period, you could probably argue that. You could also argue that the Stones had a lot more shit songs than the Beatles. Mm -hmm. But that's because the Stones had a lot more songs. Mm -hmm. If you look at the entire catalog of Stones songs, there are more Stones hits than Beatles hits Mm -hmm. because they put out so many. I mean, they've been playing for 50 years. The Beatles played together for less than 10. Do they still do music? Like, they put stuff out? Because I know they were on tour a few years ago. Yes, they still tour. They still, as of a couple of years ago, still they don't write as much new stuff as they used to. And there are a lot of... the early Stones stuff and the early Beatles songs I mean, is all bubblegum rock back in you know early sixties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really the Beatles had the Beatles had them yeah. as far as I'm concerned. They, we're like they had an like a bubblegum rap type of stage yeah. right now. Yep, it's weird. Everything like repeats itself, but in different ways. Well, bubblegum rock kind of reinvented itself as alternative in the nineties. If you if you listen to all like Green Day and all yeah, those, yeah. it was almost like a caricature of bubblegum yeah. rock. Mm. Yeah, it was. Okay. It was a parody of Bubblegum. Yeah. All of it was. And and I liked it because it's got that yeah. really basic yeah. four-chord progression yeah. song. Yep. It's the same four chords in every yeah. song. If you if you ever play guitar, there's a couple of chord progressions. That if you learn how to play it, you can sing 15 songs from those four chords. But the yeah. thing is, it just makes you feel a certain type of way. Like, it's like, it's not even about... Any, like it doesn't matter how many chords a person. It plays. makes you it's feel like, good inside. You, yeah, you just That's feel because, it. Like our bodies are like made up of water, and like all music is really just vibration. So you're just your body's like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Emotion. Like real. That's that's real facts. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like if it sounds really do affect you because they have different wavelengths, they have mm-hmm. different frequencies. They they you know, mess with your water differently. You know, sometimes if you have like really distorted, you know, distressed sounds like. It can make, like, I've seen, like, pictures of, like, what it does to, like, you know, crystallize things. Like, like it's weird. Like, if it's, like, super, like, distorted, it's, like, super, like, grimy, disgusting. But if you have something beautiful, you know what I'm saying? Like, it makes, like, a beautiful pattern. It's weird. I was, it was what I was looking at. It was crazy. He looks at some very odd things, but they're always very interesting. <laughs> no, I like it. Yeah. It's the internet, bro. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. You can learn. You can and you can, you can almost learn four years of college on the internet. But, it, honestly, it all comes down to your own curiosity. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Arguably, I think one of the golden ages of music mm-hmm. is the last generation before electronics came into mm-hmm. uh, came into the scene. Yeah, and artists had to create new sounds, but they didn't have electronics to do it yeah. yet. So they had to use a lot more creativity. Yeah, and the music that came about late '60s, early '70s. Mm-hmm with the Wurlitzer organs, and it was a combination, really, of rock and blues and finding new sounds. The stuff that The Who did, the stuff that Jimi Hendrix did, the Mm -hmm. stuff that Led Zeppelin did, Mm -hmm. the stuff that all those guys did. They were pioneering crazy new sounds, and they didn't have synthesizers. They didn't have any sort of computers Mm -hmm. to create those sounds. They had, like, these weird devices. Jimi Hendrix was, man, that's crazy. Jimi Hendrix might have been the second best... Guitarist. Guitarist. Ever. Only to Prince. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because nobody thinks of Prince as a great guitarist because most yeah. of his stuff that was 
commercially popular was him in front of a microphone and not mm-hmm. him playing a guitar. Yeah. And people don't realize. Did you realize Prince? I actually was I didn't know that. one I, of the most gifted guitarists yeah. who ever I walked the planet. That was a Rolling Stone, Stones article. They uh, they ranked everybody. I think Jack White was really high up there too from the White Stripes. There, there's a there's a legend that a journalist went to Eric Clapton and says, "How does it feel to be the greatest guitarist ever?" in rock music, and he said, I don't know, ask Prince. Hmm. <laughs> and I believe it, because Eric Clapton's a pretty humble guy. Yeah. Yeah. And Eric yeah. Clapton was an amazingly, still is an amazingly yeah. talented uh, guitarist. Do you think that that's lost? Do you think there's going to be a comeback for instruments and yeah. instrumentalists and people actually... Everything and is that's not to take away from what you're doing at all, but... I've been wanting to get... Like real life instruments. Yeah, like I would like, love brother, to have someone sit there and play guitar. Brother, yeah, my brother plays guitar. I'm trying to record him, but he's in the Marines right now. He's in Cuba right now. So yeah. good for you. Wow, is he at? Is he at Gitmo? Uh, what? Guantanamo Bay. Yes, yes, he is at Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> That's awesome. That's good stuff. Yeah, doing it, serving. It's good. When we get when we get this up and running, you'll have to send him a link. I will. I will. <laughs> Thank you. For, what's your brother's name? Cassiano Ruiz. Cassiano Ruiz. Thank Shout you for serving. Thank you for yeah, serving our country. Cassiano, that's my boy. That's my brother. <laughs> cool guy. He's the only person I'm scared of. I'm serious. I'm serious. Like I'm not scared of nobody except him. <laughs> he scares me. <laughs> Only a little bit. You? My, yeah, a little bit. My, <laughs> my, my oldest son Brent is actually right now. He's, uh, at, he's at the recruiter's office doing his paperwork. He's joining yeah. the Navy. So. Wow. I love Brent. <laughs> yeah, it, it gets, gets kind of tough. Brent's like, so cool. Because my brother came back for Christmas. You know, he enjoyed Christmas with us. But he's going to be gone for like another eight months now. He might be. He might have the chance to be stationed out in like Japan. Which is kind of cool. But like, I was, yeah, I was stationed in Korea for a year and I loved it. Really? Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Loved I didn't it. Know that. Yeah, that was in 1993 wow. to 1994. Yeah. Mm. That was... That was a long time ago. But I'll tell you what, it was one of the best experiences of my life. I had a great time. Yeah. I yeah, I partied Usually. like a rock star. I worked oh, I worked hard, I played hard, and I was in a band that year. Really? That's because cool. they had a band on our base and it was kinda like Menudo. You know, when one grows up, they put a new one in it. Yeah. Well, this was called Higher Ground and they had Band members that would be getting orders to leave because you're yeah. only there for a year, their tour yeah. would be up, and they'd be like, All right, hey, we need a new guitar player. This guitar player is going back to the States. So, that's crazy. so do you, uh, did you like sing? Or I sang. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Do you play any instruments or have, have you ever? No, do, do you, know what, you know what they call a guy that hangs around with musicians? Ruby? A singer. <laughs> that's what all every band I was ever in. That's the joke that the, all the instrument that all the instrumentalists play. And I always say, why is it always the guy who doesn't play nothing that gets to be out in front and get? Because I can't do it's that. It's weird how it works like that sometimes. You know, a lot of, sometimes a lot of the background people have a lot of talent, but it's just how it works. And they don't. Some of them don't want the spotlight. Yeah, the they want to play. They want to make the music. They yeah. want to. They want to support that. Yeah. yeah. And they they need that guy who will go out there and. Get the fans yeah. to listen to all of our music. Ninety nine percent of the time, the people in the background have way more talent than the singer. Like that's yeah, they're just unbelievable. Like him, like man, I, my music would suck if I didn't have. Look at any dance routine with J Lo and tell me she's not the least talented dancer in her group. Uh, of course, and that's Yo, not that's yeah. not an insult to her. Mm-hmm. No, all right, yeah. but she's brilliant because she knows how to bring them together and she creates the concepts. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Like that's why I want to get like. It's gonna be great when I have my own music video because I'm able to dance too. It's gonna be. I want to be able to like have a whole routine. Like I've never like, I've always just like freestyle dance, but like, oh, if I had a routine, <laughs> I would be going crazy. I would be going so crazy. 
I'm so excited. I, I have so many dreams. You guys need to leverage. You need, you need to leverage other musicians, other genres. Get them to play. Come do stuff with them. Even if it's completely out of your comfort zone, it'll make you so good at your music. Yeah. To do that. Yeah. What What music would you stay? Is there any Is there any style where you're like, I just can't do that? Probably like hardcore X. No, I just can't. I'm I'm not a rapper. Like that's hard for me, honestly. Like I think he can write. He can do rap, but like. I'm just not. All right, that's. Still I tried cool. to rap with Tristan, and I, I could only do a Christmas song. So <laughs> I am extremely confident in myself, usually, right? Yeah. But when I it comes to rapping, I'm just like ah, like I don't. It's, it's good. Weird. It's good practice, bro. You should get used to it. It's. I mean, it's it's nice. You know what I'm saying? Otherwise, like, like I feel like you give me a. Cause like think about you it. You make band. your you make your first song with no auto tune and it's completely clean vocals. But listen, what do you have to be scared for when you go to perform? Because those are your vocals. Straightforward, like straight clean, you know they what put, I'm saying? They're going to put auto-tune on my mic. Yeah, but for now. sure on the first leg. <laughs> our first couple of shows, bro, we won't be at that level where they're putting auto-tune on our mics live. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You got to throw out a couple of songs that aren't auto-tuned at all just to get people I mean, feel, Tristan feel did it. it, you know what I'm saying? He definitely did that. You need a guy with a, with a guitar and you doing one song that's just totally... Clean and unplugged. Just one song that you add cool. add in the middle of that. Like, nice I really like do. a Jason Mraz style of uh, yeah, you know yeah. music where yeah. you just sing from sit on a sit on a stool, sing from the heart. Yeah, yeah bro. See, kind of quiet. People, and then you get up and you do all your cool stuff. Like I've that. loved like rock that. music my whole life. Like I I love that type of stuff. So it's like my, I always wanted to have a band just sitting there and like like they'll record everything. I'm recording with them. Like I would love to do that one day instead of like in. I want to still do what I'm doing, obviously, because that's the future of music. I, that's what yeah. I love. I love, like, I feel like I'm helping push the future of music, and that's awesome. So yeah. I want to do that, but I'd also like to go back to the past when it was like everything was real instruments. And you want to give respect to that. Yeah. Yeah, and you, and, and you want to, if you can experience that and do that, that's going to help you better yeah. create that's what the I music the way you're creating it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. What was your favorite What was your favorite growing up besides, well, the Beatles, you said? Uh, I like... Were you a Guitar Hero kid like my kids? You grew up on Guitar Hero. I, guitar I loved Hero. Guitar Hero because it got my kids interested in my music. It taught everyone. Best thing ever. That was a good game. It was a great game because now there's no way that your generation would have known Living on a Prayer. Yeah. Or my mom. Well, that's <laughs> Slow Ride. Yeah. Uh, that, I think that was the first easiest song in Guitar Hero, wasn't it? Slow Ride? That's where we started. That was a fire song. Do, 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 do. Yeah, I want to play that game again. I know, right? Let's <laughs> play that. <laughs> they, at the, what what you call it? The, uh, if I would have known, I would have brought it. We could have plugged it in. We could have just got us all playing Guitar Hero. That would have been so cool. Far. It's been such a long time since I played that. I'll be so nostalgic. When, when we're both... We're both millionaires. We're uh, come back and bring guitar here. And hey, no, we don't have to no, wait that long. No, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna get one of those. That's gonna guys, take a year. We're gonna or get so. one of those arcade ones. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Have you ever seen the ones in the arcade? That yeah, just yeah. Have the guitars already on them. We're gonna get one of those and put it in here. I'm yeah. gonna get one of them in my house. Yeah, that is bro. Absolutely, so gotta cool. have that room. Mm -hmm. Gotta have yeah. that room for it. Let's assume that you make it. Yeah. Because if you put your mind to it, you will. Mm -hmm. So we're ten years, we're ten years out. We now have trenches. You're nineteen right now. Yep. Trenches, twenty nine years old, okay. sitting on a bigger pile of money than most people have made their entire life. You've done everything you've wanted to do up until this point. Mm -hmm. What are you going to use your fame and your money for, as far as how we influence? I want to start a record label when I'm at that point in time. 
that's like my main goal. I wanna I wanna run some like charity things. That that'd be awesome. Like, I mean, like, cause I still believe Tristan will be very big. I think he'll be very big, and it'd be awesome if we all came together, started something crazy, built our own school here, like something like that. We built like a nice homeless shelter that was like, that, all that stuff would be awesome. I'd love to do something like that. I wanna write a Bible. You wanna write? I wanna write my own Bible. I'm serious. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll, like, towards the end of my days before I die, I want to have my own Bible. That's what I want to have. And basically with all my experiences and everything that I've learned, all into one book. You so your memoirs so you can teach your life lessons to the people that come behind Basically, basically, because I feel like this is what my life is all about. My, I feel like my purpose is to literally experience as much as I can. Literally experience everything. You know what I'm saying? take it all in and just make my own opinion on it, how, how I believe things are supposed to work. Because everything's a perception, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, like, I know a lot of people would follow my perception. I have a good perception on how this world would works. Would uh, you try anything once? Try anything once? Mm -hmm. okay. I don't know. I don't know. It depends, <laughs> on what, it depends on what we're trying. Nah, I'll try But as far once. as, like, what, I'm, what I would do if I was, like, you know, sitting on a big pile of money, I mean, by that time, my mom and dad would probably have a new house by now. Cause I'm trying. I really just want to get to my house. I want to get my mom some surgery. Yeah. I want to get. I want to get. I want to just help everybody in my circle that I care about most. And then I just want to be happy. You know what I'm saying? Live yeah. my life. Make make art. Make music. You That's know a big goal for both of us. Like we're. Yeah. I, I'm trying to help you with that too. And, and I, I got similar. I got a similar answer out of Tristan when he was here. Mm -hmm. The three of you are friends. They say you are the company you keep. You guys. I'll keep good company, apparently, because all of you seem to have good heads on your shoulders. You you are dispelling the myth that young people don't know shit, yeah. all right, because that's the myth out there. Mm -hmm. And I think that the way your generation communicates is different. Mm -hmm. And I believe that a lot of people in my generation don't understand how you're communicating. And I believe that is probably the oldest story in the American story is the generation gap. Mm -hmm. And if we just shut the hell up once in a while and listen to one another. There's a lot yeah. to learn from each other. Oh, yeah, for sure. You can yeah. learn something. I could learn something from a five-year-old. Absolutely. That I mean, is, easily. That's true. Absolutely. I mean, my seven-year-old wrote her first set of lyrics. Well, well not, not her first set, but the first set, set that my wife actually put out there. I'm not show you these lyrics, but I just couldn't believe it. There it is. Every time we go on, that's how she spelled adventures. <laughs> it's always good for us to laugh. Every time we be nice to each other, God will look out for us. They say I am nothing, just <laughs> nothing. But now I know that I am. I am something, and I know that I am something. I won't let them push me down. And she wants to start a band, by the way. That's so cool. Those are impressive lyrics. For a seven-year-old, and I, I said to my wife, "Where did she get those?" She goes, "I asked her because I'm thinking, is there some sort of pain in her daughter's life?" And she said, "No, I watched the movie Leap about the ballerina, and I watched the movie I forgot what the other one was, and I was thinking about the stories, and I just kind of made my own story out of it." So that's brilliant. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing about kids. See, I feel like children are one of the most important things to pay attention to because if you think about it. That stage in your life, you're in your most vulnerable stage. You're in the stage of life where you, like, you have no, no responsibility. You have absolutely nothing. So basically, all you have to do is look up. 
All you can do is look at what you want to be or what you could be. Yeah. And those are where dreams really come from. You know what I'm saying? That's why, that's why I know I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing because this, this stems back to childhood. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? This stems back to how it was when I was a child. It's just staying true to it. Exactly. Really. I just remember being a little kid and I'd like watch the MTV Music Awards or something like that. Man, that'd be so cool if I could just be there and like yeah. just have a crowd just saying every single word that I'm saying to them, like just right back at me. It'd be so amazing to like just have a huge following and like just. I remember when MTV had music. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I right? You're old enough to remember that. Hell yeah. 19, I'm. I'm old enough for that. I'd wake up in the morning, I'd put on MTV, and there'd be some... There some, some were video. no shows at all on MTV. Really? Okay. When I, was, when I watched it. When it was always in the morning for me. When your, when your mom... It came out right around the time that your, your mom and I are... I, this, I think your mom was one year, ahead, one year ahead of me in school, but we're basically the same age. Mm -hmm. You're a little older than me. Hey, my mom. Anyway, when MTV first came out, we had to be like six... Seventh grade, somewhere around there, mm -hmm. yeah. and it was 24 hours of music videos. Really? And before that, oh, the, MTV hits. I know the MTV hits used to do that. It was that's all it was. And right before that, there was a couple of channels over the airways that started playing videos, and all of a sudden MTV came out, mm -hmm. and it was like you had to get. And we didn't even have cable in our house yet. Yeah, our man. parents still had all the Milwaukee stations. You turned the antenna one way, all the Chicago yeah. stations. You turned it the other way, yeah. a big antenna on our oh, roof. So like. Is that where, like, Michael Jackson would premiere music videos or something? Because my mom always said she would sit there and wait for the Michael Jackson music videos. And I was like, how could you do that without YouTube? What are you waiting for? The biggest thing that happened is, and you got to remember, Michael Jackson was a child star. Yeah. Who also grew up and was trying to create his own brand separate from being the boy from the Jackson mm -hmm. 5. Kind of like Justin Bieber was in But not in a Except he didn't have yeah, any, he didn't he have have any brothers to be in their shadow. Yeah, yeah. And, uh... By the way, I never really liked Justin Bieber mm -hmm. until he wrote Love Yourself. Oh. That was like the ultimate diss. Love that song. Yeah. I don't know. Do you ever see the response that they wrote to it? No. Uh, we'll have to. After, we're, after the show, we'll watch it. I'm not going to Justin Bieber's probably one of my favorite artists of all time. There's no, there's no shame in yeah. that. You know Here's a guy that has had more haters than anybody. Why? Because he's good. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, I don't know because he was a, a child star. That's a lot to deal with having yeah. that kind of pressure that you know, yeah. an age. I mean, kind of like he went through a, like a little phase in life where he was like kind of being a badass. But yeah. to be honest, I feel like I understand it. Like, no, you. He I was, feel like uh, did you ever rebel against your parents? No, his parents no. were the media. His parents were society. Imagine, if you think about it. Yeah, I he was rebelling know. against. I couldn't it. imagine what I would do two years ago with two hundred million dollars in my bank account. Oh my god, I would be the worst person ever. Like it would be crazy. It would get you I was so different second. two years ago, like It'd be hard to control. I was doing terrible things two years ago. So if I had that type of money See, this is how I see it. This is how I see it. Like when you're dealing with big things, like now you're dealing with like I don't know, like say like big large amounts of money, a lot of houses, you know, when you have a lot of something like it's just more to deal with, you know? and no so one it, tells you no pressure. It's just more it pressure. is. It's it's just it's yeah, a different still, level of yeah, problems, yeah. but it is still problems, and it is yeah. still a, a a mental challenge on yeah. you. Yeah. So Michael Jackson comes out of this challenge where he, he lived a very very difficult childhood, oh, yeah. and now he's trying to become his own person. And he did his first album. I can't remember what the first album was, but then he came out with Thriller. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that was, I think, that completely redefined him. Oh, that you know, he got rid of the the hair, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, and 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 I think that was his first album post nose job. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a different look, different hair, 
different clothes. Like you know, he had just crazy. he had just invented he literally invented the moonwalk on I want to say it was either American Bandstand or Soul he Train or that? some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. like on the cuff, there's a video of him you can find on YouTube where it's the first time he ever moonwalked. All of a sudden, he just starts walking back, yeah, and people are like, "Holy shit!" Right. Mm-hmm. So he comes out and he does the Thriller video, which was the most expensive music video ever made at the time. Damn. And not only did they release the video, but they released a, almost like a movie called The Making of Thriller when they released it. Yeah. And we're all crowded around watching it on cable TV, okay. watching the first airing of Thriller. So where would they air something like that? Like, how did people get their music out at that time? Like, on TV, but like, what kind of channel were they airing? You're, well, that was probably on a pay channel. Really? Like a like an HBO or a Showtime yeah. or something like that. I think we had on TV was one so of them. Were paid for TV. music videos? No, for the most part they didn't. That was a rare because he was Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah. There was a UHF channel called Channel sixty. It was Channel sixty six that would play music videos a couple hours a day, but that was it. Mm-hmm. And then MTV came out, and so then you had to get cable. So all yeah. of us, you know, and people don't think people don't think that kids drive markets. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had this conversation with so many people about Tristan, and I talk about the number of followers. I'm like, yep, yeah, who's watching him? I'm like, 10-year-olds. They're like, so what does that do for him? I'm like, 10-year-olds drive markets. When, all, when every 12-year-old out there is like, I want cable. Can we please have cable? I need my, I want my MTV. Right? Parents listen to that. Oh, man, you can't tell me when you were a 10-year-old, you were like, Mom, I just saw something on TV. I need that. I need oh, yeah, this. Yeah, of course. That's, I mean, that, that's, that, that's why Saturday morning cartoons were loaded with cereal mm-hmm. commercials. Yeah. Because that's how, you know, Lucky Charms or Captain Crunch or whatever it happened to be. Yeah. This has been going, people act like this is something new. It's oh, nothing yeah. new. The 10 biggest YouTube videos in 2018 were all geared for preschoolers. Mm-hmm. The 10 most watched videos. Yeah. So th- think about that. Mm-hmm. So here comes MTV. And we're the coming-of-age teenagers, 12, 13 years old, and boom, we have a channel that is all music, 24-7. They had Headbangers Ball every Saturday night, and that was all the... I remember they had the band Accept, and they had a video called Balls to the Wall. And it literally looked like a bunch of guys trying to hump a wall. <laughs> I, I, I have no other way to explain it. you got to put a meme of that in here when we, when we put this out there. It was the craziest shit ever. Yeah. And it was all videos... And then they started with a couple of shows. And Real World was one of the first ones. Yeah. Uh, I actually did a collab video with a, a former Real World star who's a real estate agent in uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And those shows, I'll tell you what, they, they really they really jacked some people's lives up to make those shows. Oh, yeah. I mean, they the pressure that they put on them and, and those reality shows was, was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But then, it, you know, it evolved. And then my favorite, Beavis and Butthead, came out. Uh, oh, boy. That That's, show used to scare me as a kid. I didn't like watching that. The animation uh, was creepy. Uh, testing, testing, testies, testies. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> it would be so weird. Honestly, I, all that Adult Swim stuff always scared me as a kid. I don't know. Beavis and Butthead came out when I was in the Air Force. The year that I left to go to Korea... My best friend and I had became roommates over yeah. there, and his wife, 
I think they were dating at the time. Mm-hmm. VHS to Beavis and Butthead Marathon taped it on yeah. VHS and mailed it to us so that we could watch it yeah. because they had MTV Asia over there and they didn't have Beavis and Butthead on the Asia yeah. version of MTV. They had CNN Asia, so all the TV over there was was geared toward the part of the world you're in. Yeah. And we would just sit and, and drink and watch Beavis and Butthead at night sometimes. But MTV, cha- MTV is, to us... Our generation to the generation X, what YouTube has become to the millennial yeah, generation. Yeah. It was the place where we all went and consumed our content, yeah. but you had to watch it at a certain time. There, yeah, was, yeah. there it wasn't on demand. Yeah, that's why YouTube's so great. You can just watch everything, everything is on demand. It is what's what's cool about this now is even with MTV, the producers of MTV they were younger, they were more hip, and they were picking cool stuff, but they were still picking. Mm-hmm. Now the people pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's true. That creates so many more opportunities if you're talented. Yes. Because yes. there are so many no talent having POSs out there who just have the right producer. Yep, exactly. And they, they put their they, they put, put their, their content, content out there because, because it was it fit in a box of what they were trying to sell. It's kinda yeah. like equaling the plank equal like It's a level playing field. field. Yeah. You, you know, if, if you suck, suck you're, you're not gonna grow. grow. Exactly. And if you're good, exactly. nobody can stop you from growing. It doesn't matter if you don't have the same political views yeah. as a producer. It doesn't matter if you're not the right color for them. It doesn't matter if right now the trendy thing is for uh for, for gay people yeah. and you happen to be straight, so it's not you're not the trend. Or it could yeah. be the other way around them. Yeah. Maybe the trend needs to be the other way. It's not, hey, right now. Now we're looking for dudes with short hair and you got long hair. It's, are you good? And do people like you? Because if people like you, your numbers go up Mm -hmm. and you get paid. Yeah, exactly. And so you talked about starting a label. Yeah. Screw the recording industry. Screw the way labels work now. You can start a label. You can start a label. We can start a label today. That's what I told them. And I want to start a label. Mm -hmm. And I want to start a label. I want to start a label. You want to start a label. I think that a collab label where we go and we find talent. That's the future. Mm. That's the future. Going and getting, and I don't just mean guys your age. I mean, there might be people in their 40s that are better talent, and there might be nine-year-olds. Mm. Yeah. And we go and we just get talent and get talent and get talent and put the content out there on one channel. Mm. And when something starts to take off, they can spin off and do their own channel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, thank yeah. you. We don't need to own you know, this whole idea that a label owns you. Mm. Yeah. Is is going to go bye bye. Yeah, it's already slowly fading, and they know. It, and the protectionism that's going on in Hollywood is crazy, mm-hmm. because if you start talking about this guy's a star, and like wearing oh, oh, YouTube, and they'll kind of like they'll wrinkle their nose at it, like you're not really a celebrity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but yeah, there are YouTube celebrities making way more money. Oh, yeah. than their people because they tell you how much you can make over there. Yeah. But like I don't know, I've been to a lot of like label meetings and stuff with my friend Honcho because like he's. He's a pretty big artist. Like I've been to Interscope and everything, and like all they they try to do this thing where they offer you a 360 deal, and it's like the worst thing everyone anyone could ever take, right? But no one realizes it because they hear, "Oh, I'm gonna get 10 million dollars," but with a 360 deal, it's like you get 10 million dollars if you don't make 10 million dollars by the time they spend. They don't give you 10 million; they spend 10 million on you. Yeah, and if you, and don't, if you don't make if that you don't 10 million back, you, you get shit. Yeah, you owe them. Yeah. Man. 
Yeah. yeah. Like it, so, like, say you don't get, get that, that, like, like that, that ten million, million never happens. happens. It's, it's like you're selling in, your soul. You're in debt. Yeah. The rest of your life. You, you just made a deal with the devil. Yeah. And you don't need to. You don't need the ten million to make mm-hmm. it big anymore. There's just like kids, kids though. They, like, do this kid. The kids, the kids don't, don't think about, about it. They're like, cool. We need ten million dollars. That's all they think. And they have uninformed parents who don't understand how social media works. And that's what what happens is parents hear something that's more traditional, and they're like, oh, you're getting signed. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. And so they're giving their kids shit advice. Yeah. And it's happening all over the place because they don't understand that they don't need them. As a matter of fact, if they're making you an offer, you already don't need them. Yeah. You're already big enough. I think we should be rethinking labels. Yeah. And what I mean by that is the new label isn't a, re- a record company. Yeah. All these labels are based on the old paradigm that it was a record company distributing the content. We don't need that. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to create content, mm-hmm. which you're doing in your house. Yeah. You need to be able to distribute content which you can do is SoundCloud and YouTube and Apple Facebook Music, and Apple Music and Spotify. And you need to have talent, and which you have, mm-hmm. and or find additional talent. Mm-hmm. But I think the more talent that we take and attract and put into one funnel. Mm-hmm. It becomes more solid. The bigger, the the wider the audience is. And what will happen yeah. is we might have a 19-year-old country singer. Mm-hmm who people come and listen to, and then they see our channel, and then they say, oh, look at this trend guy, and they listen to that. Mm -hmm. And so what you're doing is creating a label within social media that's just, it's it's not really, it's a brand. A label's just a brand. And you can create a brand without using the traditional label setup, and you can create contracts that are common sense contracts that people can get into and get out of that are fair to the people that are helping you get started, Mm -hmm. but But aren't unfair unfair to the artist artist either. I'd say basically, like, right now, I don't think labels are necessary in any way unless, like, obviously you want to get, like, just money from it, but, like, I think labels are totally unnecessary. You can do everything on your own with social media now. Like, if you're, if you can figure out the way to market yourself and, like, just make yourself your own brand, like, you're good. Like, you don't need to worry about getting help from a label or anything. Like, I've seen people go from 10,000 followers to almost a million followers in a year. Yes. Like, it's all about just figuring out how to market yourself. That's all that matters. You don't need anyone to help you. But you have talented, you have very talented artists who, yeah. m- who might not necessarily be talented marketers. Yeah. And so That's your talent as a marketer, yeah. That's so your talent as marketers has value to other artists. Yeah. And the fact that you've already been there if you can help them get there, you're helping yourself too. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing is, uh, it doesn't. That's, that's basically me and him. It yeah. doesn't cost you anything. Yeah, yeah no, we're because people have been giving their attention to other people for free for years. Oh, so this idea that hey, if you're a brand, if I'm big, okay, and you're a brand, and you want to put your brand on my platform, mm-hmm. you're gonna pay. Yeah. But if you're a creator and you want to put your content on my platform. You're not going to pay. Instead, I am going to decide whether or not I like your content. I'm If I like your content and I think that my viewers are going to like your content, I will put your content on my platform. Yeah. And in exchange for that, I own that content, but I don't own all your content. Yeah. I only own the, I only own the content that I produced for you and, and promoted for you, and we're going to split it fairly. I don't own all of it because yeah. you, it's still your intellectual mm-hmm. property. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a way to collab on that where some people might come and join and never leave because they realize that reaching your audience today of 
seven million or ten million or three million, or whatever it is, is better than them having to go get ten million from scratch. Yeah, yeah. It, it fast yeah, yeah. it fast tracks them. It's, it's a lot quicker. It fast tracks them, and you say, "Here's the deal: you're in, but you're not in forever. Yeah. You're in, but you're, we're not in on all your merch. We're not in on because that's what they're doing with these young artists now is they're in on everything. everything. It's like they're in on your merch. They're in on your their, your recordings. They're in on your concerts. They're they're, you. You're agreeing mm-hmm. to do you're agreeing to do a tour when they tell you to tour, where they tell you to tour, how they tell it's you to life, tour, and they own you. Yeah, yeah it's they your do. life. You're, you're a slave to music. And it doesn't have to be that way anymore. Yeah, really and the, the worst part is they know it. Mm-hmm. And they're they're just trying to grab up as much as they can while the getting is good because the, the the record label, the media company as it exists today is going to become extinct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I truly believe that. Mm-hmm. And with that, we are out of time for this week's Get Real with Ralph. But I definitely want to continue this conversation after. So, guys, thank you for tuning in. You are going to love the music. Tune in to Young Trench here. Very talented musician from Kenosha. Go see him on SoundCloud. Go watch him on YouTube. Go watch. Do you have, do you have stuff independent of, uh, of, of Trench as well? Or? Yeah, I got my own SoundCloud, Yodin22. Yodin22 has his own SoundCloud as well. Go, go watch their stuff. Shout out to them and let them know that you saw them here on Get Real and that, that you got introduced to this. If it's not your genre, go watch it anyway. Have your kids watch it. And I think that you'll be very impressed. Thanks a lot for tuning in to Get Real with Rob.